on the MotoGP map where MotoGP fans congregate and fanboys fear to tread. How are we doing, folks? Jesus, you said great. One goal, <laughs> one take. <laughs> oh my out. fucking god! Yeah, bravo, bravo. Small miracles, small miracles, small miracles. I'm doing fairly well. How are you all doing? Doing great. Like I said, it took yeah. a small ride, froze to death, uh, but the bikes were running real well. Got it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, colder, cold, colder air going through makes a bigger bang, you know? Yeah, well, I was awake all night watching the superbike races. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 the fucking delay in the 600s, yeah. Yeah, okay, it was yeah. Oh, and, it, and, the, and the site was screwed up because on mine, I don't know anybody else's, it said the world's super sport up next, and it would change races, but they would just say the world's super sport up. You want it live or nothing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was getting the same thing on my feed, and um, yeah, you didn't so, know what the hell was going on. So I, I was. I think I'm three hours later than you, though, so I, it wasn't midnight for me. Yeah, you are three hours later. Oh, no, where are you at? You're Texas, you say? No, no, Cal- California. California is supposed to come on at 9, but it, I think it started about 9.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was um, I was asleep. I was yeah. like, I got to record it. <laughs> yeah. and you, you know something, like or, like I I cannot listen to James Toseland's uh, voice. <laughs> yeah, you right? and him on the couch. James Toseland is a very nice guy, but I, his commentary is just fucking <laughs> right. It, it it either puts me to sleep or just makes me want to take some cocaine or something just to get a bit of fucking excitement into in, into life, right? But um, and stupid things like Manzi in the Super Sport Six Hundred crashed. And he went, oh, yes. And you're like, you're supposed to be a commentator. You're supposed to be like, oh, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did you know what I mean? I know what he meant, but he kind of said, anyway. Um, Who's the old guys that would be in MotoGP used to do that? He used to go nuts. MotoGP Jules, who was one Jules. of my. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he was class actually. He's still a, he's still around actually. Um, he's, he's he's class. He loves his facts and figures. So he's a um, he's a cool chap. But yeah, so I actually recorded it. Thought it was very smart. Then obviously the super sport race was delayed an hour, and uh, or maybe two hours or so, and it, it fucking ran out. <laughs> So I actually missed it. So I got the end of the Super Sport race and not the actual, um, the actual race because the TV timings didn't update according to the to the race. So I was like, "Well, fuck you." But um, I did read on Saturday morning that the race was good. So I was like, "Okay, I'll watch James Toslin." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm 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 seriously impressed with Bulaga. I don't know. I do find it funny that it's a real kind of two fingers to Valentino Rossi and the, the VR46 Academy because they booted him out of it, you know, and mm. he got out of. Is that is he the one they booted? I, that, okay, thank you. Yeah, they they booted Bulega and then he went off into uh, the World Super uh, Bike calendar kind of paddock. Had a little bit of a rough first year, but then like Joe got into Super Sport and Joe. Even though he made a fucking balls of it in 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 Sunday's races, you know, I think um, I think he's actually kind of legitimized himself now as 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 a rider there in Superbike, you know. And I think it was really good to see it. Um, yeah, he did a good dash at the end. 
Another fella then though that's like it must be in the fucking horrors is Johnny Ray. Like oh, mm. I felt sorry sorry for you, bud. Yeah. I, I like like for me, I was just like going, you know, if Alex didn't win in the in the super sport or in the super pole race, you know, I'd be kind of saying, but like the Kawasaki was up there, it was matching the Ducati on speed. They've definitely worked on something. Mm. Uh, you're Whoa. just like going, your man's booking the tail end, Charlie. Like, Joe, Joe's be just like, oh, a- yeah. Alex said that they, they've got a lot more power this year on the Kawasaki compared to last year. And Johnny, well, Ray, lifted, I mean, they lifted the oh, pen. Man, bad, bad luck with the timing of leaving. I mean, yeah. I, I think if he would have stayed on the Kawasaki, you know, it'd be comfortable on that chassis and that bike, and then to get some extra horsepower. Um, might have been his season. Yeah, yeah, yeah might have been. Um, you know, they lifted, now, they lifted the penalty for Kawasaki. They, they, they did, but and this is what I talk about. They shouldn't touch it because you know it would have evened itself out at the end. You know, if they had left it, if they'd left it the same, and then left the the um, the um, Ducati the same, they would have leveled out because now it seems to be flowing a little quicker than the Ducati. You know, it's not. It's, it's definitely not quicker. It's definitely not quicker. Damn close, but uh, if it's not, it's one half times the other. I mean, well, no. Like if you look at it coming out onto onto the straight now, and I know, being fair, right, the straight coming out onto the straight in Phillip Island, they're already on full gas, right? So, mm-hmm. the jump and performance and the stretch is not going to be as much as say coming out of a slower corner and then onto a straight for the acceleration, right? Right. So, but saying that top end wise, you know, there was a couple of situations that I was watching lows, and the bike in front wasn't pulling, say, halfway or three quarters of the way down the straight as it would normally pull a small bit as well with top speed. So, they've definitely closed the gap, but <laughs> I still can't help but feel, you know, if you're if you've just t- changed team because you feel that your current team were stagnant. Yeah, you know what I mean, and now you're getting fucking beaten by the number two that was in your team, and and convincingly beaten. Now Lowe's does go well around uh, Phillip Island. That is just a note. He has won around there in superbikes before, and Phillip Island is one of those out there tracks as well. That's not a real telltale sign of who's who's on it, but <laughs> just watching it, I was just like going in my head is like you know. Johnny's probably gone back to his 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 thing, licking his wounds out to this after today's fall as well, and kind of going to myself, I'm a bit of a fucking idiot. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Now it's an Irish thing to be thinking like that, you know, in the way of like, oh shit, I shouldn't have. But maybe on other circuits now, I think it would be good. But all, all in all, I thought Superbikes was pretty entertaining. Now, saying that Philip Island is the king of all fucking circuits, I don't give a shit what anyone says. It is epic. Yes, yeah. But they say the only the only break twice in Phillip Island. Uh, It really does flow. I mean, yeah. (laughs) There's the Honda, and then um, what dropping down Lukey Heights are the only really two hard breaking zones. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, it's a fantastic trek, and and the racing was, in my view, it was it was pretty good. I like handlebar to handlebar fairing bashing and all bit of a kick and a punch on on the bike 
I do. I don't mind that sort of racing. That's the racing I grew up with doing as well. You know, if you didn't like the fella that was next to you, too close to you, give him a kick. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, but I suppose uh, you know we're two weeks away now from MotoGP. You know, this time two weeks, we will know the race winner of the first race. Mm. Um, and we had Qatar, and I was quite surprised with Qatar because it. it, it it didn't really live up to what I thought it was going to be. I was very annoyed, I'll actually call it, when Ducati brought absolutely nothing. Do you know what I mean? All Gigi and his talk of knew this and knew that and knew the other, and it was just, just like a, a fat in a space. Do you know what I mean? It was just... <laughs> nice um, bring something out, but it would not be the norm. Yeah, Some, I thought... Yeah, there's a lot going on under the fairings. Sometimes you you don't see everything that they bring. Yeah, yes, and no. Look, I thought like they're they're well settled in their engine. Do you know what I mean? And I I think that was really well settled before or at the end of the, the test in Sepang. Um, Gigi himself was talking that he was going to bring out something that was new, <laughs> and it didn't happen. And then I'm wondering, is there some reason why? To know, but saying that, maybe they're afraid to bring something out and look too good, and they'll get fined for it. No, no. maybe they're holding their cards. You know, yeah. they're they're already so far ahead. They'll save save the big update for the second arrow update, and you know, yeah. not give the other teams time time to see what what they brought if it's something that that's that good. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. I think. Um, I think it was interesting, but I think like Peko, Peko looked good, um, and it's it's kind of frightening when he looks good on two tracks. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? If like if he if he was if he was struggling in Sepang and then came good in Qatar, you'd be kind of worried. Okay, saying that he's got his shit together, but you know he's able to put the fast laps in, and like I really, really, really have to get across to people. I look at. When I'm looking at someone's testing, I go on to MotoGP.com and I look at their actual test lap times. And I don't turn around and say, Peko Bagnaia is going to win it because he did the fastest lap. I look at Peko over the course of his day and I see of, of the 60 laps that he did, I can see every single lap that he's done. And that they, those are in the records. And that's where you build an idea of their pace the pattern you're looking for a pattern in there and if they have a strong pattern all the way through then you know so for yeah, example peko is in the one the... minute 52s jack miller is in the one minute 53s to 54s so there you're saying in qatar peko's pace looked way better and about a second to a second and a half faster mm-hmm. than jack do you know what i mean so just to give people kind of an understanding, because people, I, and I know testing is testing, right? But there is no MotoGP rider on the final hour or two hours of a test is not going to bang in a soft tire and go for it for a headline. They, they're going to want to find out what that bike is going to do, especially when they go back there in three weeks' time. Right. Do you know what I mean? So for me, you know, um, it's not about chasing the the the... The headlines, but it, you know, looking at the pace, Peko's pace looks good. Bastinini's looks good. 
Um, what's his name? And by Mickey. the way, and with Pecco, before you go on past, with Pecco, I, he looks for that pattern first. He looks to get that race pace for down first. So if you see him do a good rate, a, a one lapper, or run, you know, you see him do a lot of fast laps, you know he has the other down to a science, you know. Yeah. It made yeah. him so impressive there. Yeah. Martin looks good as well. He was on average about two tenths behind Pecco. Um, like nothing in it really. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course there was no Morbidelli. Um, Mark was, Mark was good. Mark only did a fast stint towards the end, you know. And you know, people are saying, you know, oh, he he was sandbag. I don't think he is. I think he's still struggling with it to to ride it, not like a Honda. And I think. I'll still stand by what I said. It's going to take him three or four races to understand that Ducati because it's far more complicated than people think. That's my view of it. You know what I mean? The whole ethos of decoding and and getting rid of of anything to do with Honda (laughs) and then being able to ride a Ducati how it needs to be ridden. Different Um, bikes have really, really different riding styles. Different bikes want to be ridden differently. And then Superbike is a a really good example this year when you you see a guy that was real comfortable on a machine like Top Rack and then he jumps over and all of a sudden, you know, he's still fast. Don't get me wrong, but he's, I mean, he hasn't gelled with the machine. You know, same thing with Johnny, an incredible rider, but he hasn't gelled with the Yamaha. So Mark Mark's going to take a second to, to to get his bearings. It's what's frightening is when you see a guy jump straight away onto a different bike and just go fast because that, that's a that's a that's a good indicator of sign, signs to come. Yeah. Looking at the time sheets though, twenty four pages of of numbers and squiggly lines. It's it's not a it's not the most interesting read, but there's a lot lot to be gained there. And when you you look at the consistency of the race pace. It really gives you an indicator of where people are at versus that that single fast lap. Exactly. Yeah, and, and what worries me about Marquez is he's going to he's still trying to get onto a rear wheel tire rear rear wheel bias bike because this whole time this last couple of years he's been trying to keep the bike on the track and keep traction underneath him more than other other riders. You know you know what I'm saying? So he's still yeah, but I think but I think I, I think Mark Mark. Mark just has his own style, right? And tries to tailor the bike to suit him, right? Or the bike's company, sorry, I should say. Now, there's seven other riders out there, right? Yeah. He's not the most important, you know, pedal in the box now. Do you know what I mean? He is, you're going to have, you're going to have my leftovers. Do you know what I mean? So... can't have every engineer run into Marquez to have him fix it. But he's not. Ducati, Ducati have no interest. And that's, that's sorry, that's wrong to me to say. Ducati have an interest in him, but they have no interest in putting him in front of the likes of Pecco, Martin, right. Bastanini. You know, they will smile and nod and do the PR thing. And look, Gigi has been very visible in, in the Mark garage, but he was very visible when Alex went in there as well. So I don't see that as any special attention or anything like that. I just think that that's Gigi being Gigi, right? I think I think he's his approach has been quite good. He's okay. He hasn't thrown it down the road too much, um, <laughs> which is good. Uh, 
it's also maybe bad in a way because he's not really finding his limits, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But Mark is getting older now. He's 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 war war torn or damaged. Do you know what I mean? So he can't afford to be crashing as much this season. I think I think, I think he's done well. Uh, I think he has outperformed Alex, if I'm very honest, which is you know the main thing for for him really to beat your teammate. I think be, the only be teammate and, and your brother Lowe <laughs> said it best. He said, I don't have a teammate this year, so I got to beat my brother. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And it's like, um, I think, I, I think if I was to put the satellite riders for Ducati in order, I think it's definitely, uh, Digi Antonio. I think Mark would be in, in second. Uh, I think then it would be either tight, very tight between Bas uh, Basecki and um, Alex Marquez. I think I think Alex has the has had a bit of flair. So has Basecki, but you know, Gigi is the one, or or Digi is the one that has really gelled with the the twenty three. And I thought he wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Uh, especially you know, like he had the setup on the twenty two. Moving to the 23 and a new team, new engineer. Do you know what I mean? It was all kind of stacked a little bit against. But he seems to be, <laughs> you know, ducked to waters. It's like, like, I would think like he is, he is a danger man next year, definitely to give it to him at the start. Do you know what I mean? His confidence is up. You know, he's, he's in his hero's team. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's all... Mm -hmm. Like as the, as the Simpsons used to say, it's all working out. Millhouse, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Everything is going in his favor. So, for me, I don't know. I look. I think, I think Ducati. It's not going to be a Ducati Cup right, this year. I think, yeah, there's going to be the first three spots could be a Ducati, but um, they're three fairly fast and legitimate riders, in my view. You don't think he's going to repeat uh, the Gen Antonio? I think he is. I think he is, but I don't think he's going to consistently do it. And I just, I still think he's that he needs that year of learning of how to deal with the pressure. It's kind of like Martin and, and even Pecco in his first years of dealing with the big boys. He will be. It, but how long? DJ Antonio's already, already been in there for two years. Two years, yeah. But yeah, he has to produce. I'm sorry. I, I, I But no, no. Uh, Jake, you, I was right. I said, you better produce this year. But well, he has already produced. Freak. He, he he got those those two good finishes at the end of last year. Rest. Let's put it that and way. And then um, you know, he's riding a little bit high on that, and then he's got on a fully developed 23 right now. So the beginning of the season's gonna be his best chance to get those results before the 24s really start coming in. So yeah. exactly. I, I think he, he he has a chance right now at the start of the season. He's looking really good. I think so too. Uh, and and what I kind of mean in that, Jake. You've never fought for a race uh, world title in the way yeah. of, of that, right? And that's the learning curve he now needs to go through, being under the pressure of, not performance, of under the pressure of expectation, which is a very different yeah. thing. Right, right. But, I'm saying he's the, the, the expectation. He, if I was writing his checkbook, I'd, want, I'd have the expectation that he's going to be more consistent this year after two years. I don't want yeah, to say but, having one and then five races later he has something that you know shows up. I, I I would see him as going to be probably the fourth Ducati home. And I would have eight. That's not bad. Yeah. That's where I see him at the end of the year. That's the expectation of where I would put it. 
because you're going to have the likes. And sure, we look, we talk about KTM. We're going to have the likes of Binder, who will definitely be in, should be in the top five at the end of the season. You know, right. he's he's going to be a spoiler for the Ducati Cup, in my opinion. And I think, um, you know, it's it's now down to KTM. In my view, I think Brad needs to be consistently there, um, to keep himself into the. Um, you know, he's going to go through, I think, a little bit of that same thing that DG is going to go through is to the expectation of performance, but and dealing with being high up in the championship, which he hasn't dealt with before. Do you know what I mean? And it's very yeah. different walking in there 10th place in the championship and walking in there third place in the championship yeah. because now. A tenth place, you're kind of seeing how's your weekend going to go. Well, well we, we'll see. Yeah. Where you're in third place, it's like, Ugh. yeah, I think, I think you're right on the money there. So, let's talk about with DG to have that you know, expectation of being up there and at the front every you know, weekend or every other you know, to, to, to be up there. You're right, what? Yeah, on, he may respond well to that at the end of the year when the pressure was on him, you know, you're going to lose your job and he actually started performing. So mm-hmm. some guys that when they don't have any expectations on them, they, they do what they, they just do their job and you really see their true character when the, the pressure is put on them. So maybe the expectations of Digi needing to perform will be good for him. Mm. Yeah. And same, I think same with Bender. I think, I think that the guy, I, I that- think- I think Bender's a little bit of a different scenario. Honestly, I think Bender's in a situation where he's better than the bike and KTM knows it. And the pressure is actually on KTM to give him a machine that can be consistent and let him perform. I would say I would agree with you, but KTM have already come out and they're like, we have the equipment to win the world title yeah. now. Yeah, that, that was if the old days. Now they're up there. If, yeah. they, if, they've, if, they've shut their, if they shut their mouth and just... But okay, but like Naren, I was saying, we have the equipment, we have this now, we're going to be able to fight for the championship. That's KTM saying it's over to you, buddy. That, that's, you know I mean? that's, their, that's their slogan race to win. They have to say that. No, 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 the, the, their slogan is ready to race, ready to race, yeah, ready to race. So, but no, they came out this year and it, it it came not just from Gidati and them, it came from the higher ups as well. Like now I remember um there was a, a series, I think it's on YouTube, um, w- but someone went to their factory and this was in the middle of last year and they were like, 2024 is our season. You know, that's our plan. We are going to win it in 20. 20- How would you say it was like this sh- unbelievable? No, it wasn't Simon, but it was just this unbelievable certainty that they're going to win mm-hmm. in 2024. And they've come out again. They've said it again, which is a little bit worrying because I don't think, I don't think as they're looking at the pace and again, people are going to be going on about like, it's not just a snap judgment of uh, of what we're making. Looking at the pace of the two of them, they're in the, they're in the 53s. Echo is in the low 52s. Like that's a second. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I know, okay, the only thing that we don't know is what tires they were on and what fuel loads that they were having and whatever. But again, you know, when you look at their overall pace, and if someone if people really want to, I will waste the time of my life and I will 
put all the results into an Excel file and get an average lap time for everyone. And then I'll be able to say, someone's pace real nerdy like and say, someone's pace it this. And for those other channels listening, yes, that's a great video to do if you actually want to do it. Um, I might watch it. Uh, but you anyway, have, you haven't seen the videos out there lately. It is ugly. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I mean, it is ugly. <laughs> yeah. So, are you saying are they? So, in a sense, are is KTM sandbagging? Are they holding back no. during these tests? Or what worries me a lot, right? What really does worry me a lot is that um, they have, and this is actually one of the things that really does worry me. I think there's too many chefs in the kitchen with KTM. They've gone into the last day in Qatar and they hadn't decided their engine. Now, they did six days of testing in Sepang, right? And they couldn't decide their engine spec on that. They had, they had to bring it to Qatar. I get verification and stuff, but what I actually think, and this is, this is just my theory, and I was sitting thinking of this the other day, is that Danny Pedrosa has developed the KTM over the past few months. They did have Mika Calio, but he was not up to Danny's level, right? Now they have Paula Spagro also giving feedback. And then they have the four race riders, okay? I think they should just leave it with Danny and say, Danny says it's good. <laughs> it should be a go with that. Um, because I think... Like day one in day one in Qatar, it was a wasted day, right? Like they were even, I think they were like one point eight seconds off where they ended up in day two, right? And that's a lot of time to be gained just by cleaning up the track. So, for me, you know, I would always be worrying that they're still comparing and not verifying engine parts um, or the engines. And there was two completely different engines in Qatar that they were still testing out, which is again is a worry. But for me, I think that there's a little bit too much, or too many chefs in the kitchen. It should just be very simple, one line. Danny is the race rider, our race or is the test rider. Do you know what I mean? And go on what he's saying. He is the one with the experience. Um, I mean, he actually just, put the bike close to the podium in Haref, right? Uh, this past year, so yeah. You know. Well, you you do realize this, right? Danny Pedrosa did two races last year, two. And he ended up with more points than Mir. Right. I don't know why. I don't know why balloons just went. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, he's Are right we celebrating there. something? Right. Celebrating Danny. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just, but he ended up with more points than John Mir last year, and John Mir completed nine or ten races. So that just shows you his level. Two races, and he. <laughs> so I think. That's my worry with KTM. I think a little bit too confident. I didn't see anything major aerodynamically, um, which is also a worry for me as well because it means that, like, you know, what they brought out in 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 Valencia is very similar to what they're running now. It's kind of a Yamaha situation on aero. Yeah. So look, I guess we'll wait and see. Like I think they'll be there, thereabouts, but it's, I reckon they're about four to five tenths of a second behind Ducati. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Honda, 
I I think I fucking jinxed them with my kind of like a little bit of praise. I think they were listening to me. I think they they said, okay, we we, we don't need to push as hard. Um, now look, they can the go, they go, only go up. You know what I mean? Huh? They can only go up. They're like you know. Yeah, I said that already today to, yeah. to someone else. It's like it's, it's, it's only one direction they can go. Well, yeah, um, like, they got it covered. They're at least consistent. They got the worst bike in MotoGP and the worst bike in World Superbike. You know, but they're but the, but technically, it. but yeah. technically they're they're in pace wise they're in the low fifty threes. Do you know what I mean? It's it's uh, not actually that bad. It's just their fastest laps are bad. There's something means. to be learned from the Qatar experience, though, and, and maybe from Texas last year. It seems the Honda does well in when the grip isn't wonderful or the track conditions aren't great. So that's just something yep. to remember. Yeah, but that was the rider. That was the rider. No, no, no track conditions. And you, you actually saw it with KTM as well on the first that day. It's a weird track. They got that, they're the only ones that have it down. Yeah. It, well, they don't really. Do you know what I mean? Because it's normally down with Marcos. It's <laughs> so only Marquez and the Honda could go well around uh, Coda, you know. So who else to want to just one Coda? Rins is Rins. Rins won it, yeah, yeah. But Rins, Rins did really well there on the Suzuki as well. So it's one of his good tracks, do you know what I mean? So you know, when you go there, he could probably ride it fast in a fucking wheelbarrow, do you know what I mean? So yeah. probably faster than I could fucking drive it anyway. Um, yeah, but. I don't think I don't think the Qatar test is a good reference to their pace. Um, no, I still think they're they're maybe maybe I think I think they're about the second in in, in uh, God honest truth. I think they're about a second off where where they need to be. Um, but to be fair, uh. Rins are not Rins. Mir was getting the was vomiting in his helmet on the second day, so he was never really gonna do good. Oh, now, really? I don't know, that I don't know, was, I don't know, was it food poisoning? <laughs> was it the fucking bike? Uh, made him sick, but uh, that, yeah, yeah, that, that'll cut your Jesus Christ. So, he didn't expect much out of him. Uh, Nakagami again, I don't have a lot of uh, um, faith in him for, for this season, if I'm very honest. Question. Marini, anyway, yeah, and then Marini. I don't think he did too bad. His pace isn't isn't too bad, but again, look, it, it is it's slower than slower than the rest. Like you know. No odd question. I saw this right before we went on. Uh, it's one of the goofy sport of forty four them bullshit sites, and it said that Honda, the HRC, the factory team, they have a, the manager changed over. They changed. They they got rid of their manager. No. And then it's got another manager from from internal from um from uh Honda that won the he ran the the the, the Paris to Dakar race. I just, yeah. just I just saw it like ten minutes before we went on, so that's why I was asking you. Yeah, so they did change a program director. Was that what you said? They, yeah, they, they, so he will have absolutely fucking nothing to do with no. <laughs> what's going on. Okay. It's, like, it's, it's one of these high-level things in Japan saying, you're the program manager for the MotoGP cycle. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's it. Do you know what I mean? He'll have absolutely zero input into it. And your man was was program leader of, of the Dakar rally 
stuff, which where did Honda finish in that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, no one knows, right? So <laughs> Um, yeah. you you think they don't that the, the, the guy had won like they were bringing this brand new team and you know because what yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, that's it's amazing they, it's good PR I guess I yeah yeah it's it's PR of making change um I am gonna Google there now when Honda won the last Dakar rally any anyone know 1998 <laughs> <laughs> I heard the bike is good with the the uh, Africa twin something. African twin is good, yeah. Uh, I actually rode one of those. Yeah. So when did Honda? Honda left the Dakar Rally in twenty thirteen. Twenty one. And they and the, and they won a bike and the yeah and a bike won at twenty one, but they're and twenty. Classic class. <laughs> uh, it was the classic class the Honda one, is what it's saying. I don't know. But look, yeah, um, I don't have too much faith in it. Um, in this guy taking over, and it's like it's like a mid. It's a, it's more of a management um, move more so than anything else, uh, which is not really going to change too much. Um, yeah, the prior director went into the car industry. They're going into the car side, it said, and then going over to. Yeah, I'd say they gave him his golf clubs too. I'd say, you know. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Now you're going to the car, a car department of where, uh, like, I was actually looking at that. You know, the a couple of weeks ago that there was, um, a fella there that was the team principal of Ferrari Formula One and now he's gone into like a powertrains job <laughs> in some standard manufacturing you're just kind of gone like oh <laughs> did you know what I mean to go from like one of the top most uh, technology places to a standardized thing must be a bit of a shock to the system yeah that's um, like the, the new coke you know yeah Yamaha there we go that's all right. I just put my hood up and I just just, <laughs> just just hide. They did better than Honda. They will. I don't you know, man. Nice. You said something nice. You did. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> I I think the engine performance looks looks good. I uh, but again, it's the same old situation. They can't switch the tires on. Or if they do switch the tires on, they wear them out too too fast. So uh, they're far behind on the aero. They brought out some like they they bring out some little bits in in the aero that were interesting, right? Where they took off, they ran a a flatter side panel with a little bit of a hole in it to let out the, the heat from the exhaust, um, and they ran it without the downward ducts and with the downward ducts. You know, it's it, it, it's their arrow is just in such of an infancy. It just still staggers to me and boggles my mind to say, okay, you're, you know, you're not a bad off uh, financial company. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? It's not like you cannot afford to develop this stuff, but what, you know, it's just that you don't know what you're doing and. 
maybe maybe they brought in the the person or the Italian company to to do this, but it's like for me, it's just it's so far behind. It is it is worrying. When you hire a company and they just basically copy what's out there and proven they are providing a service, but I mean the name of the game is understanding and innovating, and that's that's not happening. It's not no no, and it's 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 a bit it's a bit weird. Like like so for for the size of the company and the 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 relationship that it has had with MotoGP and. Like I, been good. It's the, the chassis design. I mean, but they haven't did, they haven't built a good chassis since 2015. Let's be fair. Really, you think so? It's been that long. Come on. Yeah. The the minute they changed the electronics, they could not get their chassis to work properly. Maybe the 2018 or the 2019 chassis was good. Right. I thought I thought it was the 2018 or 2019 were good, and then they started going downhill. Like I think I think they actually used the 2018 in 2019. Actually, huh? I think. I think they used a version of the 2018 and 2019, but like even since 2015 to 20, what are we now? 2024 is nine years. They've made two good chassis. I think they were chasing the wrong development path for a second. You know, Quato was really happy on the bike. He was really comfortable. And then they, they changed it up and he, he got real unhappy real fast. Yeah. 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 Look, he did. They changed it, but it's just, um, I don't know. I think it's 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 just like they they're missing a whole section. Do you know what I mean? And it it shows you now how important aero has become in 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 the world of MotoGP. You know, Yamaha can make a bike that can go around the corner fast. They just can't make it go around the corner as fast with aero because <laughs> they don't know and they don't have the the aero. And as soon as they put heavy arrow onto it they won't have the power to push it down the straight anymore so it's it's it, it's a it's a killer cycle yeah i think uh, i think they'll surpass honda I'll, I'll make a wager on that for anybody who wants to go in i'll take that bet with you jake yeah i knew you would yeah i think i i think i think you're I, I still think Honda will finish ahead of him, and I'm a Yamaha man, so it fucking kills me to 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 say it. Uh, oh man, I still think like they should Honda technically, theoretically, they should right because I never said would it be Repsol Honda or would it be LCR Honda right? So I'm a I'm a data person right. Four is more than two, mm-hmm. so I just said. Honda should finish ahead of Yamaha. So, points-wise, I'm going to look at the end of the year. <laughs> I go Honda manufacturer, Yamaha. No, I know, but I think I think. Oh, oh well, yeah, I should put that down. We got to have it as a, a rider. No, 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 too late, too late, too late. Too late. <laughs> just it. <laughs> you're the you're the Yamaha man. Now, see, now Mac is he's not a fan boy because he's a fan. He's an avid fan because he he's tough on his. You know, on this brand, huh, fanboys, they 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 believe in their bike even when it has square wheels. You know, blind, blind. And they make, yeah, they're excuses. They make excuses for everything. I think you know where Mac does it. Mac will be like, "Damn Yamaha, got a bit better, got to get better." Them damn son of a bitches, blah, 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 blah. you know. <laughs> I'll fuck them out of it. Yeah. Well, look, that's just. 
but that maybe it's an Irish thing. This call, I call it being real and honest with myself. That you know, going into going into a, a race series and believing, hoping that Yamaha would win. Of course, like Trump, every weekend is there a chance? Is there a chance? Yeah. But uh, and like I say, Yamaha has stronger engineering than Yohanda has, and they always have. I don't. I and Jay, I I really don't know. Is that a right statement anymore? I, right? Because I, I feel like that that Yamaha has always been a much better chassis manufacturer, where Honda has been a better engine manufacturer. Engine manufacturer, and, yeah. And then when it comes to aero, I think they're they both need help. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you can go for that. Yep. Uh, and what I actually think, I don't. I think if I was to look at it, I think there is a philosophy there, and I know I now don't think Yamaha is any better than than Ducat or than than Honda or Honda any better than than Yamaha. And the reason I say this is because their their methodology of building a bike is the exact same. They build. They build the chassis first, or the engine first, the chassis, and then they go, "Let's stick some aero onto it." <laughs> it's like it, it's like a fucking engine in a, in a, in one of these cars, right? And they're putting on these fucking wings and go faster stripes and all of this shit. And you're like, "Man, that is going to slow you down." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, when I'm looking at, and then I look at the European bills, and you can see that they're going okay. We need to get to 244 kilometers an hour at the end of the straight in thing. We need to have an engine that can give us 400 horsepower. Just say, right? Do you know what I mean? That's what we need to be able to produce. To do that, we need a chassis that can handle 200. <laughs> and it's just, I think it's a whole bigger picture of this is what we need to build a bike. And in. In the, these are the key areas of the bike. And let's go build it. And I think the Japanese just have it at the moment slightly in the wrong order, or they're not taking, or they didn't see aero as such a big and valuable tool as it now is, in my opinion. But you would think we're at an age where we have all these computer technology, like they can like input that information into like an algorithm where it kind of gives you like some kind of you know guideline as to what the aero should look like to match the engine to match the electronics to match the chassis you know you see that, but that's my point right yamaha having a fucking clue of their of aero so how are they <laughs> going to get to the calculations of what they need to have good grip going around the corner at the end of the straight they have a fucking front wing from two years ago yeah you say they're you know, behind they have they, they have downward ducks that were there since 2021 right. what innovation have you seen on a yamaha bike in the past two years, the Zero. camo uh, livery. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. You know, and this is this is this is why I gave Honda kudos is that they copied everyone. So yeah, they have an understanding. Copying. Right. Huh? There's nothing but, wrong with copying. That's how you uh, find that's how performance finds its own level. Like you look, you look at you look at F1, right? Last year, Red Bull built a fucking car that won 18 out of 19 races or whatever it was, right? Um, one eighteen or nineteen races, but what they had a trick suspension method in it, right? Just what's called anti dive, right? So they put the the top wishbone of the suspension up higher, 
because they were going for ground effect, what they were trying to get out of the car was that the car moving under braking or under acceleration. And they moved to push or pull rod suspensions and all of this stuff, right? But basically what it meant was that even when it braking hard, the car would not dip or slightly would only slightly dip so that they could keep the maximum amount of downforce generated from the underfloor uh, aero so they could de- go breaker or deep bre- go or break deeper into the corners every team this year now what have they done they've copied exactly their formation except for one team they've copied and- that exact formation you know it's funny you mentioned that too mac because i mean that's kind of exactly what uh, Ducati's doing this year or has been doing that I think maybe some of the other teams are actually missing out on is this the ride height at the rear of the bike in combination with the aerodynamics that are getting the full effects of them and the rear squatting device on the Honda I've seen them playing with it and they have it it but you know that both the Yamaha and the Honda I don't think the rear their rear suspension adjustment is quite up to, to spec and that's costing them as well uh, yeah, and you're and you like you're very right there. On, like the algorithm that that you carry have to get that arse to sit is better than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their mechanism for engaging it is again better than anyone else's. Like you will see Peko, so before the braking marker or before his braking, flick the switch. Do you know what I mean? And hit the brakes. Focus only on the corner, and drive it out. If you look at Aprilia they flick it in the middle of the corner. So if you're banked right fucking over, you have to flick. Do you know what I mean? And it's all these things that that, that seem to be worked on and worked out. Uh, but again, Yamaha, Honda, they were late to the party with this. They're like, they're a year of development alone, just say in the rear right height device behind. Like remember, it's on, I, I think it was mid 21 that Honda, or Yamaha brought in the rear right height device. If you look the whole thing in general, right? Ducati came in their first year, they got nine podiums, right? They had a podium nine times. They're just a stronger engineering department, period. They always have been. They made made a really really bad mistake when they kept it was their ego that kicked them in the balls with that uh, with that uh, carbon fiber chassis, the first one, but. Yeah, but look, I I I think they 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 figured their way out around things, but you know, I just think, yeah, I think the reason I think Yamaha will will fall behind Honda is that they won't go and try things. They won't go and co- like I would love to have seen Yamaha walk, turn up in Valencia, not they not Valencia, say. Crutchlow to roll out of day one of testing in Sepang with a fucking exact copy of the Ducati Aero from last year. Just understand. So just make one set of fairings. If you fall, it's fucked. It's gone. Just, yeah. just make, just get the data. 10 laps, get the data, bring it back in. You know, then try an Aprilia type Aero. Yeah. <laughs> And just go and see it, go and test, go and understand it. So, yeah. I, I don't like concessions. They can stick it up a dog's butt. I don't think it's realistic in this case, but copying, I, I, I'm all for copying because that's what gets everything done. They, like you say, they could copy the, 
the Ducati one week and and the, and the Aprilia the next. They can hammer that shit out pretty quick. They can. Like it's only a set of carbon fiber. It's only a set of yeah. molds. Okay, it might cost five or six thousand euros or whatever a set or and to build. But again, and everybody's in this on the, on a level playing field. There's not like everybody's when, cheap, or, you know. So, but when a break when a break disc costs ten grand or a set of forks costs ten grand, you know, five or six grand on a set of fairings isn't too bad, you know. Um, I suppose we talk about Aprilia. Very fucking weird situation going on there. Really, really weird. It seems like they're going a different direction. I think it seems though that all of them are going different directions. It's like well, a not, Honda situation. Not, not, not all of them. Um, I, I think it's actually split between a Spargo and the other three. To be fair, I think if Ollie was actually on a twenty-three Aprilia, he'd be a lot faster than he is on the twenty-four. And the same thing for Maverick. I think uh, Spargo is the only one that's actually gelling with the the twenty four. Well, so let's talk about it. So, the Spargo's pace looks good, and he's on a full full blown twenty four. So he's all the aero and dangly bits, and he seems okay on pace. He doesn't seem electric. I would be honest. He has one or two fast laps, um, but he his pace wise, he's he's there thereabouts, um. I would I would class him right now. I would class him behind Binder on pace, though. Maverick does not like the new Batmobile style rear end, um, and he has gone back to the twenty three spec rear end. So something within that, and like there is a lot going on there, right? To be fair, in you don't know if it's end. Maverick or not. Maverick always seems to be flighty, you know, right? On that same number, yeah. yeah, he's very sensitive. Yeah, yeah, and like you wouldn't have thought that it that would have had so much of an effect. It would have had a bit, but so much. And now he's so he's gone back to so the front half is twenty four and the rear half is twenty three. So he's a let's call him hybrid, right? <laughs> you have Raúl, who was on a full spec twenty three, which I I still don't understand. You know. Why have three bikes on a 24 and one bike on a 23? It's not parts. It's not problems. It cannot be part. Put the fucking 24 aero on it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? The mountings are the same. The bike hasn't drastically changed where the engine is fucking six inches forward or whatever, right? So he's on a full-blown 23 and will be till mid-year minimum. So if they're even talking about... But he has a 24 engine, let's just be fair. Right. Um, so he's kind of hybrid. And then Miguel Oliveira, uh, and I had a bit of a conversation in the group with someone there yesterday about it. Um, he's, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to be at the race. You know, and the first thing I got from, from a person was that it's in his contract that he has to test for Aprilia. So he's doing all the testing and the others are doing not doing the testing, which is, complete horseshit right they're all testing <laughs> yeah. right the, the, you know you're not going to except say the for, except for fernandez yeah. except for fernandez he's testing the 23 24 engine with the 23 chassis to see yeah. would that work yeah. you know or whatever yeah. uh, 23 you're not, you're not asking your your uh, your uh, partner hey how can i can i use that how is it you know <laughs> yeah secondly you know the the next quote from the person was um He's he's made a two year jump on specs of bikes, and it's just taking him extra time to 
to get used to it. And I was I just hit back with there was two occasions last year he tested the 2023 spec bike and he admitted that it was faster. So it's not that he's never tried the 23. Do you know what I mean? So he has he, he tried the 23 and he really liked yeah. it. And in fact, after he rode the 23, it seemed like he didn't want to ride the 22 anymore. Exactly. And then I just said, look, I think you're just making up excuses. Now, I personally like Miguel Oliveira, so it's not that I'm a hate a hater. I personally actually think he's a really good writer. I also know for a fact he is a very, very good person to his fans in Portugal. Really, really nice. Um, I know a good few people that have met him around Portimao, and he's had, um, how would I say, he's not just rushed them away and told them fuck off. Do you know what I mean? He's stayed there, and he's talked to them, and as a fan, I've seen it before um, in Formula One where uh, I was in Silverstone. And do you remember uh, Nico Rosberg? Yeah. He, he won the championship. And I met him as a Mercedes driver in there. And he had to go. There was fans lining up in the middle of the paddock to get signatures. And he stayed there. And as a world drove, just as he was battling for the world championship that year with Lewis, he stayed there and he signed every single autograph for the fans mm. and there was maybe a batch of 10 of them that came up to him but he his your one who who minds him keeps him on schedule was dragging him away and he said i will be back here in one hour i need to go in and do this presentation or whatever fucking joe meet and greet things with the thing and he came back out and he signed those fans really? for him. Cool. and he talked to them as a person, not just a fucking Formula One driver. And I just thought it, it just left um, a thing in my mind. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what, what a cool guy. Do you know what I mean? He didn't have to. He didn't. He was in Lewis Hamilton's backyard at the time, which is Silverstone. Do you know what I mean? He was Hamilton's home race. He could have been a prick and just said, fuck you and walked away. But he didn't. He just stayed there, signed every every fan's thing, made a lot of people's day. Do you know what I mean? Very, very simple. And Oliveira is very much so like that. So for me, he gets a lot of kudos because he does see the importance of MotoGP fans uh, spending their dollars coming to see a race or meeting him and whatever. Of course, he can have his moments. But all in all, I think he overall he's a good guy. I'm just, in my own mind, worried that has last year had an awful effect on him. Do you know what I mean? He had a shit like he was a fucking target of everyone last year. Do you know what I mean? And he's battered and bruised and and you it's know he's, bad for him. Yeah. If you're getting to that age, I'm not, I'm you're not going on a plane with him, that's for sure. Huh? I'm not going on a plane with him, that's if, for if, sure. If he's, <laughs> on, if he's on the plane, you're getting off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get up, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but look, uh, but it it seems now I do believe he's on the same spec as a leash so kind of so where we're in going with this is that okay 50 percent of the of the team is in a different direction do you know what i mean to to where they're they're working on and it's just you know i kind of wish aprilia would have the ducati stance of saying like martin i don't like the new arrow ducati persist <laughs> do you know what I mean? Learn like, to like it. Learn to like it. And like you could see with yeah. Aprilia, and I, I'm not sure if you saw one of my photos, 
the bottoms he's obviously having a maverick is obviously having a problem where it comes up from the Joe the scoop underneath the swing arm and it comes up through there and then it energizes the diffuser at the back of the bike because one of the pictures and i'll send it on to you later on one of the pictures you can see that they actually halved the size of the diffuser so the way the, the diffusers uh cut out is like obviously like a like you rolled a snowball or a, a football up through a mud patch you know what i mean there's like, like there's a groove there but okay. they half they half that groove so it kind of tells me that the diffuser was was creating too much downforce for for Maverick. and they then eventually they just completely put on a 23 one which had no diffuser and he's happy as a pig and shit so it's something to do with with the energize or energizing that rear diffuser that seems to be bugging Maverick. And it's yeah, it's just something I, I, I just find weird that he's not being told to persist with the twenty-four. Do you know what I mean? Go with the twenty-three, learn to like the twenty-four. It's yeah. there for a reason. Do you know what I mean? And the engineer put all that work in it. You think turn and say, get your little guys on that bike again. <laughs> yeah, but like if if by chance now, for example, Oliveira and uh, Spagaro do start passing Maverick, right? And they're like, yeah, we have more down for us. We can feel the bike or generate whatever. And he's so sensitive that he doesn't like it. You know, he's fucking himself, really. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Because he's because that's a lot of extra work trying to run two different setups. Well, well, it's, well, it's already made. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. So, but it's like it would be extra work involved. Gone, gone are the days, and, and and I think this is what I really liked about Honda. When they got to Sepang, there was no twenty three bike, there was no hybrid bike. It was their twenty four bike, and that's what they were going with. You know what I mean? Learn to love it, ride the wheels off it, try to get your base laid. And that's what they were scared well, of the other ones. The riders huh? were scared of the twenty threes and the twenty twos. They wouldn't go on. Yeah, yeah but it, it's it, it shows their focus. I think yeah. I think Honda has gone a completely different direction, and there's there's nothing you know there's nothing they they've changed direction, and now the, you know the, why bring a bike that has nothing to do with the new bike that you know they're they they've completely hit the reset button, which is a good thing for them, and they're fat they're already better off, so yeah, know, I, I, more potential. Yeah, like I said, it can only go up. It's the, the throw shit on the wall kind of theory, you know. Just keep throwing shit at it, and eventually, hope something sticks. Yeah. I like their mindset. I think they, like you said, have the potential to to make the most out of this year. But my my thing is, as a as a you know, I'm not a rider. I'm not a MotoGP rider. But I thought their job is to understand the bike and the track and put that together and win. So. When I'm giving you a, a a new bike that it should be performing well, and you say no, let's revert back to the to the old way of doing it. That, that's kind of like I feel like you're you're working backwards, right? Like you're taking mm -hmm. something that is old and trying to make it work in the new. You know, everybody's developing, so you got to keep rolling. You got to keep going, keep going, and refine it. You know, if you're reverting back, isn't that you know going backwards? Yeah, and look, I think we 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 gone through years where you could get away with running 2018's bike in 2019, right? But the progression of, and understanding of aero and all of this, especially with the European manufacturers, has realistically 
made that running a, a last year's bike is now going to be a disadvantage from three or four races into the season. We always know that, you know, if they have data from last year's bikes, getting to the data from the new year's bikes is always going to be a couple of races before things settle down. You know, that's where you can make hay. But with the championship now being so long and so many races, you know, that advantage is actually smaller and smaller, if you if you get me. So, well, I don't know. CB is saying sometimes they, they bring new parts and, and, you know, the guys, you know, don't want to use them. They want to revert back. But it's very dependent upon the riders to assess the parts and, and determine if they're working in the right direction. So sometimes they bring oh, yeah. something that's new. And it's actually, it is not making the bike better. And they actually, it is better for them to take it off and change it and bring a better new part to move forward. So it, it's a careful balance, you know, it's not yeah. like a car where you bolt it on and, you know, it's the driver's 10%, the car's 90%. And on a motorcycle, it's 50-50. So you have to make sure. I reckon though that's changed. Can, can, can use it. I reckon though that that's changed in the past two years or so. Still, well, still more seventy thirty. Used to be seventy thirty. Now it's maybe now it's down to fifty fifty. Mac. No, I, I would. I would well, well, de definitely the more dependent difference in the, in the it's the rider still makes the difference now. So. More of a difference for a rider than a driver. I, oh I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, want to put numbers yeah, on yeah. it honestly, yeah, but yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. more from a rider. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would know. I, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean to be, to be disrespectful, but I think you can put a slower rider on a Ducati, and he'll get more results than a fast rider on a Honda. Well, that's there, yeah, but that's you're going to extremes because Honda's. Well, I'm just telling the truth, man. Well, well, we, we look at that. Look at the slowest Ducati, and then compare their results to the fastest Honda at the end of the year, and the question will be answered, right? Who's the slowest, Alex? Let's have a look right. <laughs> I think so. Okay. Maybe Morbo, if if he, if I mean he, I don't know if he's the slowest, but his season. Oh yeah, Morbo Deli. There you go. If he doesn't there pull his his, uh, his physical conditioning together, and he's fresh. So Franco and uh, Marini, you know, they're 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 newly on new bikes. So okay, so uh, that will be. But they're both good riders, and not the slowest guy. I mean, that's how. Who is the slowest guy on a duck? I mean. Last year, oh Jesus! Champions, championship. Oh, you know, what I mean, like this time last year, you you would have said uh, DG could mm -hmm. have been one of them, you know. So, okay, we we will not look at Michaeli Piro. So the last person home on a Ducati last year. That what we're looking at? Yeah, yeah. And Bastanini. Wow. Okay, he missed half the season. Right. Yeah, it's a tough ball. That that that's off. Try somebody else. Um, Grissini rider Fabio Di Giantonio, twelfth place. And to be fair, his twelfth place. His twelfth place. He had one hundred and fifty-one points, which is not bad, to be fair. So where's the next? Where's Honda? The next Honda 
was Marc Marquez. Okay, so he's no longer in Honda. Right. right? So where was the next Honda? The next Honda was Takanakagami, 56 points. I knew it was Taka. Honda yeah. was such a, it's such a pig. I mean, that's the, that's really an extreme. Alex Rins, 54. No, Alex Rins was out for half the season as well. John Muir, 26 points. Mm. Now, John Muir is a world champion. Now, look, I think where it'll be, where the real proof in the pudding <laughs> is where does Rins end up this year on the Yamaha? Can he beat? How many races did he miss? Whatever. I'll do the maths and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll update you privately. Where, like, I know that's where my, I, I suppose my point is, is that. He's gonna. I'll tell you, yeah. he's gonna. He's gonna but, run close. Gonna no, no. But what I mean, what I mean with a with the Ducati, mm -hmm. I think, I think it is starting to with 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 Aero, especially the Aero race now, has tilted it that it's more so that the bike is now more important, as in what bike you you are on. Like if you look at the over the twenty really in the history of MotoGP, right? It used to, like, look at Rossi on the Honda. Do you know what I mean? He was the difference, right? Because yeah. all the, all the there was five or six Hondas out there, whatever there was, you know, and he was pissing all over them, right? Now, I will say that the ones that are favorites to, to win every race are a Ducati or a KTM or an Aprilia. Do you know what I mean? Those what are the ones that are in the mix. I think what is going is what is gone is more like a guy like Marquez who takes the crap bike, rides around it, and still wins. No, like the 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 Honda, the Honda the the Honda when Rossi was on it, for example, that was a good bike. He was just oh, fucking the, excellent. Oh, the, 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 the uh, RC the two thousand two eleven. Yeah, it, yeah, even the bike, yeah. even the bike that Stoner won the championship on that that was an amazing Honda. So mm -hmm. really, it, the Honda downfall started about the time they started bolting wings and rear squat nah, devices. It started on. going downhill at two thousand when 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 with, with, no, it started to go downhill with uh, no twenty sixteen. It started to go down right from the get go from Marquez. Then it went two thousand fifteen is when they say that thing started to really take a shit. Seventeen, two thousand seventeen. I did the analysis on it. Do you remember? It, is, it was 17? seventeen. Most people say fifteen, but it's seventeen. Okay, I can see that. Seventeen. I always judge a bike by by the second rider home. The second rider. I thought the two thousand fifteen is when it really the second rider. No, D Danny. Danny was still. I think two thousand seventeen was Danny's uh, last win. Yeah. But the base bike. The base bike was crap anyway. You know what I mean? So no, the, no I, I don't think so. I think the, the the base guts of it was okay. I don't think it was a spectacular bike, but I don't think it was bad. Marquez was 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 the difference. And I just, it just no, look, this is just my opinion. I might be, might be wrong in it, but I I think that it is going the way of Formula One, where it's it's what all about... is supposed to be the 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 uh, Formula One of motorcycles. Yeah, but it's it's not. It's like like if you look at last year, for example, prime example, like one car winning eighteen out of nineteen races. Do you know what I mean? It's a race for second. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, fast, it, you don't but, want it that bad. You know what I mean? You know, but, you don't but, want it. But again, that's my point, right? It's like you can have 
21 other of the best drivers in the world and no one can get near this person, right? Where it was different on the... Where it was different on the... with. Now, I will also add in now for those other ones going, yeah, well, like, you know, his teammate should be the same. His teammate finished second in the championship. Okay, so it was a one-two, right? So the car was fucking good, right? Really good, right? Whereas when you were looking at it in, in say, the Rossi era, you know, there was different people in second place. So it wasn't a Repsol Honda one-two. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I can tell you this for for a fact. Uh, Sergio Perez is not as strong as a driver as Max Verstappen. Okay, so totally. it is it oh. is the the as Max Verstappen who's the Formula yeah. One world champion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is like Rossi and a teammate in those years where his teammate wasn't that strong, but it just shows you that Sergio finishing second in the championship proved how good that car was, and then it's all about that car. Do you know what I mean? And that's my fear with 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 MotoGP, and especially with with Aero being so important now that it becomes more about the bike you have rather than the person riding it. Yeah. And like, if you put so, so again, like Mark on a Honda. You're overstanding it. What did the other guys say uh, we had in here? They said it's long. And, and my, I, I swear, I'm going to go with my cousin too. He said, as long as the bike's standing up, as long as that thing has to lean to turn, it will never become a, into a Formula One car. But we're not, but we're, but we're not talking about it coming into a Formula One car. But we're talking that the bike well, is now getting so sensitive to the aero that yeah, that is. Like it that, won't be, it'll never turn into where the 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 the, the rider becomes, you know. But, but, but Jay, I'm sorry, Jay, but you're wrong because it's already started to happen. But it's unless uh, you're on a Ducati, unless different things. Unless you're on a Ducati right now. Right. What I'm saying is, you're assuming it's going to be all rider. It's not going to be all bike in, in a year. I'm not well, saying. Well, no, no, no. Jay, Jay what, what, what he's saying say, is, it was 70 30 in your own words. It was 70% rider to 30% right. bike. Right. You've agreed that it's already now down to 50%. Yeah. And as Aero gets better and better, that might it might get to 60 40. And it's not yep. just Aero, it's electronics too. You got you got to remember that that Yama how fast has Yama bike gotten? Right. They, they took they took the rider off of it. There is no rider, and that bike is is how the close to human lap times now? It was like three so, seconds or four seconds off an so, hour. Yeah, when when it gets to the point where the the electronics are so advanced, um, uh, Max got a Max got a point, man. It's going to become there will be a day where it becomes ten ninety, just like Formula One. Uh, I, I mean, when you can take the damn rider off the bike and the bike can ride itself, <laughs> yeah, we are officially there. They, you do that with a car. I mean, but yeah, you can do it, but it's you know, you're losing the point. The point is, as long as it's, I'm saying it, there's a much more of a finite barrier, you're going to hit a wall way sooner with this thing standing. But even, as long as it has to stand straight up in the air, the turn, it has to lean, you're going to run into a wall way before. It's, it's something that's but, but, uh, but that wall is getting lower and lower and lower every fucking day. That's our point. You no, like your wall, as long as it has to change direction and come from one wall to one side to the other, you're gonna have that same problem. No, let's 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 go back into the conversation where we said we said at the start, and you which you agreed with that it was, was 70-30 at that point. Right, 70-30, that it was 70% bike, 
30 or 70 cent rider, 30 cent bike. So don't now, okay, but even but even but even with that, it is the, the 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 there is no doubt in the fact that if you put a slow rider onto a Ducati or a slower rider, slower. say a non alien, right? Okay. Luca Marini, right? Because we all agree he's not an alien, right? All right. Let's see where Luca ends up at the end of this year compared to last year. And I can tell you this right now. <laughs> before we go any further, Luca Marini finished eighth place last year. Mm-hmm. Was it? Eighth place last year, 201 points. And on a Ducati. On a Ducati. And now where is he? He's on a Honda. The Honda's a pig. What do you expect? <laughs> that's my, but that's my point. <laughs> what do you want? It's a pig. It oinks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you've just proven my point. If you take an average rider who will finish eighth in the championship on a Ducati, and then you put him onto a Honda, it's about the bike. Well, in that extremes, I mean, I could run a tricycle and say it's the same thing. I mean, you're going apples and oranges, though. You're going to such extremes. So it should be more rider than bike, is what you're it saying. Should be more rider than bike. Well, yeah. My my but, thing is, if it's close, but, but it, as a as a as a tech head, I can go, I can say seventy percent bike and thirty percent rider would be fine with it. It mm-hmm. should be more about the rider and less about the machine. In this, in this, that's, in this that's MotoGP. It is a MotoGP. it is like Formula One, where it is a technology-based championship exactly. you want to see it all be out but the rider switch over to a cup championship exactly. on the same damn exactly. bike and then all of a sudden it's the rider right take the traction control off all of a sudden it's about the rider right i mean i can see that any any other in any other class except for moto gp okay mm-hmm. i'm all with you to have all rider okay but with moto you GP, should check out some british superbike by the way no no i'm the one i love tech I love the tech. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm the I'm the MotoGP guy that says throw throw the shit on as long as it's you know it's not running on um, as long as it has to lean as long as you don't have to you know it doesn't skid this way to make a turn with gyroscopes go for it or it doesn't have a second engine or God forbid electric bikes or hybrid assist yes you know the day they put out electric hybrid bikes is the day I stop watching you know right then and there. I I have to agree with you, Jake. I, I like the technology because it I feel like it trickles down to the road bikes a little bit. You know, I don't know the percentage on it, but you know, I like the the R one and the settings, the engine brake, the whatever yada yada yada. Most people uh, yeah. and all the but show, all the clips. But, but, but yeah. before we go any further, right? Those engine braking and things, they're not new tech. Mm-hmm. They're not like I had I have fucking I had a quick I have a quick shifter on a 1997 Aprilia RS 250, mm-hmm. right? Those those sort of technologies they're not new technologies they're not advances and whatever. The point that all we're, the point that we're saying here, right, is that it comes to a point where things are more about a bike than the actual riders. And what we're saying here is not about technologies. Fuck all to do with tech. It's the simple question that a bike, it comes more about a bike than a rider. And if you're a, if you're an, an let me finish, Jake. Yeah. If you're a slower rider, Marini, on a Ducati, and you finish eight in the championship, 
Right. And you move to Honda and you end up in 15th or 16th position. Are you a good rider? I said that's kind of hard to tell though because the Honda is so so far behind the Ducati that particular. But the, but, the, but but that's but that's the point. That but that is the whole point of it. Like nowadays. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. You're saying nowadays the bike is the, more important. Be so much different, you know, between a good the bike, bike is the, the bike is now the difference rather yeah. than the rider. So right. all those years of Marquez making the Honda look good, good right, is gone. Well, is gone. And yeah, that's right. the error that we're pushing into, actually. Yeah. yeah, which which we which we don't want to because we want well I personally you well, you personally, want more rider I I want more I want no, more it's, not, it's it's I I follow the rider not the bike right right I I, I, I follow the bike I do I follow I follow both I follow the bike very much no but ninety percent of people that will go to a for, or a, a motorbike race will go to see riders race and their favorite rider race not their favorite brand. I don't know. They they keep saying it's going go more and more. It's gone. Just have a look. Just have a look at the t. Just have a look at the t-shirts in the merchandise stands, and you'll see. Yeah, huh? all the old timers and the people who are watching a long no, time. Yeah, they always always the rider. But have you been? Have, have you been? To, have you been to a MotoGP race? No. Oh, I've been to a lot of races, but no more MotoGP. Have you been to a MotoGP race? No. Go to go, have a look at the merchandise stands in the MotoGP race. You'll Matt, there. See, I, I, I see a big split. You know, I, I see guys that are fanatical about individual riders, you know, like the, and that those people are they're fanatical. And but then I see a lot of fanboys, too. I see a lot of people there with their Yamaha crew, with their right. Honda crew. And um, okay, and then, the Har- then there's the Harley guys. They don't even have a they don't even have <laughs> a freaking horse in the race. They're there as the Harley crew. They're about the, the, brand. the tools to fix right. the bike. So maybe, maybe, it, maybe the it goes both ways, Mac. It totally goes, but it totally yeah. goes both ways. I don't know. I think, yeah. Look, maybe just my experience from from races in Europe. You know, yes, you do have, you do have the odd person walking around around in a Yamaha top. Just say maybe, like out of the hundred thousand people there, maybe you might see 20, 30, 40, 50 people. But it's normally in their riders' colors is what they're in now. Riders' colors would be. Joe, like, what was the last race it was at? Uh, Catalonia. It was Rossi's last year, so Catalonia. Obviously, because it was Rossi weekend, it was a lot of orange, especially to piss Mark Marquez fans off, right? Or yellow, sorry, to piss a lot of Mark Marquez fans off. But, like, you would see the pictures next to, to Vinales's bike or Joe Rossi's bike or whatever. And the queues outside the bikes of their favorite riders used to be just fucking out, outrageous. And then obviously you'd have the people in their in their colors. But walking down through the through the stands, very rare would you see a Honda stand or a Yamaha stand for merch. It would always be riders. Yeah. And you'd even see you'd even see British Supersport riders or British Superbike riders. Matt, when you, when you're, you go to your dealer the next time you go to your dealer, ask them what the people talk about when they talk about racing, and they'll all say, Oh, the 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 the, the you know the, the casual rider or the guy that's just looking at bikes. Mm. Oh, the shapeshifters when they're moving, they know that name shapeshifter. And then they talk about that and all the all the fins, and they think it's cool, it looks like a, a spaceship. What 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 bike has this the shapeshifter that's on the road? 
No, they don't. But they like when they're saying they're saying they see it on the MotoGP yeah. and they're like, "Oh, it's neat." You know, it has this and has that, and you know, and they yeah. like the, the, you know. I don't know. Look, look. I, I think, I, I think, I, I will be very honest, right? I don't. I've never heard anyone in in circles that I hang around in, Joe. Like motorbikes in Ireland would be a very common thing. Joe's meaning the way of mo- of road racing. I suppose it's different. Race motorbike racing in Ireland would be very. And you different have a lot more seasoned riders than we do. But we, we would, we we would, yeah. So no one would turn around and say, "I want to be like a fucking MotoGP rider on my shapeshifter with my arrow." Yeah. Or, they they just don't talk like that. So and if they did, someone would slap them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Straight away, would be like, "Stop talking shit." Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's deceptive because. Um, um Dorna, they're they're pushing riders, you know, Mark Marquez, Mark Marquez. How how often have we seen Mark is going to Ducati? Mark is doing this. But in essence, what you're saying is true that it's more of the bike than a rider. So it's like, mm-hmm. what are we what are we really watching here? It's not really the rider, it's the bike. So but it's, I will say if Marquez does well this year, yeah, then but the is in there enough for it's the win. I mean, it changes. It, mm-hmm. it does affect the wind. I mean, if you have a seventy thirty bike, the the rider, right? It's seventy percent mm-hmm. bike. The thirty percent is still enough to make the the the, the difference. Know, make a difference out. Yeah. I don't know, but I, but my point, Jake, is well, that we'll is like see, every we'll year. See this year, if Bender or Spargo or Quato actually wins a the race, then yeah, well, maybe maybe the rider still can make a difference, but. The right to Ducati Cup, I think Max I mean, point guys, becomes pretty evident. Hey, well, totally off this again because we're going on all the time. <laughs> KTM, what's going on with the carbon fiber chassis with the KTM and the Aprilia? Has anything been said? Yeah, they've, they been can... running, they've been running the carbon fiber chassis since last year. For KTM. yeah, but anything new, exciting? I mean, the the, the, the Aprilia seems to go in and out. Like there's they tried it and then they stopped, and then they come back and they try no. it. Huh? Aprilia tried it and. You know, I think they maybe found it like the first child they tried it and they didn't really like it, and they said that they'd stop. Um, no, uh, Aprilia, yeah, Aprilia tried it, it's not ready, there's an awful lot to, to go with it. But KTM have been using it solid in the factory team, and I know it's gone into gas gas this year as well, so they will be running it. But like saying that, even a carbon fiber chassis. Like one even fucking tip over, and that thing needs to be inspected. <laughs> like you know, God, yeah, yeah. Artist probably needs to be inspected after every session for a fatigue. Yeah. Like. yeah, I would think even with a carbon fiber crash, you could almost get out of shape. You know, the hard your your, your bike your rear grabs and, and it can crack. You yeah, know? get a crack in there. Yeah, yeah. Like you're putting an awful lot of faith in someone with a with a draw that could get high on glue by fucking putting the resin. <laughs> It's an awful lot of faith to be putting in someone. Now saying that, look, you I'll know they've been, yeah. yeah, they've been putting faith in in carbon fiber swing arms for years. So I, I, I think for the riders, I don't think it's it's too much. But again, it's like it's a very fucking expensive way to go racing. Do you know what I mean? Cracking one of those, getting that the draw. The inspection process for those must be incredible compared to uh, an aluminium, or in, in your case, uh, in your case, aluminum. 
manufacturing process bottoms uh pretty damn expensive too i guess putting them in the oven is actually you know it's like wind tunnel time just Mm -hmm. renting the onion to bake your carbon fiber is prohibitively expensive and that's now i I would reckon they have an autoclave already in there do you know what i mean um ktm would have an autoclave i I would presume because they make the carbon the carbon swing arm but also the bodywork is carbon as well you know so i would think they would already have one but you're right it is an expensive process and it's a vigorous testing process just for the quality checks alone um see some of the shit they do in formula one if, if you have interest in it um I think the and you got to get it right the first time. You can't really go back and modify it. No, 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 no. no. There's no do-overs either. Do you know what I mean? And if, and if she's cracked, like she's gone, and like, bro, like a chassis could, an aluminium chassis could cost maybe twelve or fifteen grand, or twenty grand, or thirty grand. They have to be up much higher, I would think, with the amount of time testing, making sure those slugs that are put into it that hold on the important bits are solid then as well and they don't break and like they all have to be checked after every race and or even session i would think like it is it, it's cool but it's it's an expensive way to go racing yeah do they did they, they i wonder if they do the um which one call it tech for the you know they put it in the cold and it, it's a minus 278 degrees below zero and they, they do it with the blocks and it takes all the air out of the block out of the uh out of metal. I wonder if they do that with the aluminum. I think it's too. I guess it would be too, too soft. Aluminum. aluminum. I think they're, yes. they're using vacuum casting on a lot of stuff these days, where they actually just, you know, they, they suck all the air out of the mold before they inject it. Yeah, it's hmm. called cryotech. They take it down to negative two hundred and seventy-eight degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Um, I think it's that, that was, and it and it takes the air out of the. And you got to start with good metal because if you start with shit metal. It'll actually suck enough air out of it that it distorts it. So yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's it's pretty it's pretty intense just for an aluminium chassis. When they draw carbon, is just a whole nother level. Honestly. Oh, I had something else I had bounced around my head. There's so much room up there. Um, what are you guys thinking about uh, next year? Uh, Fabio has is going to be free, right? Every Suppose majority of riders right. are going to be free. Yeah, right. Right. What am I saying? Do you think he's gonna? Do you think I think Honda's gonna come out there with a huge paycheck for him? Yeah, I think they're gonna go back to their old ways of going. I want to. Well, I put it. I put it to you this way, right? If Yamaha beat Honda, mm. would you go there? <laughs> no. Oh, you've answered your own question, there, kid. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. I, 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 I. But he, well, he, I, he, he, that, he that, that one guy that might do it for the money. Yeah. Oh, I don't know though. I think, I think he really wants to win, but I think uh, his spending habits have made his bank account smaller than other guys. Yes, uh, I noticed that too. Might do it for this huge. I mean, no, I think, I, I reckon, I reckon he's got, he's on his way to Aprilia. I don't think, I think. I don't know if Aprilia could afford him. I think (laughs) he he, can afford his his lifestyle. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, the money is not going to be a problem there to get. If Aprilia realize that they don't have the alien that they think they have currently, they do think they have aliens. Let's let's be fair, right? Because they kept on to people that they shouldn't have. 
Um, too nice. So if they soon realize that they don't have that alien, they will come in that saying, okay, we need to get an alien. And I think there's no problem with getting the few Bob together to get an alien. Is he going to get Yamaha style money? No. Right. And this has been happening for the past five or six. Well, I'd say 10, 10 years, even the writers aren't not getting paid the Rossi Lorenzo yeah. Marquez money anymore. Right. And that's that is just a fact. There is no 20 and 30 million deals going around the place anymore. And even look at Mark Marquez. He got out of a deal. He's probably just getting paid enough to cover his fucking hotels, right? <laughs> and his food, right? So um to be fair and honest, right? So is he going to get the, the major is Fabio going to get a current uh, a new deal like he's got on Yamaha? No, I they always and I'd say his manager would even expect that it's going to be lower this season, right? His people still are not yet doubting his talent, which is a good thing, right? That keeps his value up. But I think he's going to be more affordable to more factories than he ever was. And I think he will fit perfectly on the Aprilia. I think it'll suit his writing style. Yeah. Because remember, if he if he changes, just say to a Ducati, has to be written completely different to a Yamaha, yeah. where I think the Aprilia is a hybrid between a Yamaha and, and a Ducati. And that's its major weakness, <laughs> if you get me, is that it has to run wider <laughs> lines. Do you know what I mean? Has to keep the corner speed up because it doesn't have the grunt out of the corners. So I, I think the Ducati likes to be ridden really smoothly, but still likes to run the V line. So I think Quato would actually get on with it just fine. If he, you look if you smooth. do if you do look at um uh, Martin and uh Peco, Peco runs the wide line and Martin runs the uh, the sharper line, sharper line. Yeah, it wouldn't be necessarily a V line. Um, now Peco can carry the speed, but where it fucks Peco then is that in a dogfight he can't run, he can't keep the speed if someone is in front of him. Uh, especially Jorge Martin. That's uh, his weakness. Uh, yep. And yeah, look. And when a push comes to shove, I think Martin can outrun Peco. Yes, but what well, I wonder, he seems to be able to get more speed, raw speed. Yeah, well, look, the, everyone knows that his raw speed, I wouldn't necessarily call it raw speed. He has this stoner esque thing of where he can just go out and go bang, and it's just like lap one, switch on, go. And not a lot of riders that I've ever seen have that lap one bang. Do you know what I mean? Marquez did have it for a season or two. But then he started crashing and having stupid fucking offs or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But like Stoner and Martin would be very same. Bang, lap one. They can they can do it from a race. Where others are kind of thinking, oh, my tire is cold. I need to give it a couple of laps. And I always remember Biaggi when he moved from MotoGP into Superbike. And you'd look at his starts and the starts were shit. A complete shit bollocks. Like you're like, he's going backwards. And five laps later, he'd be up front. Do you know what I mean? And you're just like, it's just tra trained into his psychology. Give the bike some time to warm up and then push. And Peko has that mentality as well. I'll push after three or four laps. The only time he really didn't do it was Valencia this year, where he where he just fucking went for it. And it's like, if I crash, I crash. 
you know what I mean? That's just that's just my opinion. But when he runs his lines, then he's a wider arcing line compared to yeah to um to Matt. I remember when they used to stand beside the bike, run, and then jump on the bike. Those were the days, boy. Those are the yeah, days. You know, if he didn't these, start these that, days, these days they hit a button and they drop the butt down for him, so they they barely even have to kick their legs over. Do you know? Actually, funny funny fact for you, just that's, just. That's so, and, Just, and by the way, when you said he was stone esque, he has a stone esque. I thought you were going to say a stone esque wine. Like, oh, he has, he, he's, a win, he, he's a winner <laughs> too. Yes, yes, he is. But actually, just something that you give you a laugh now, right? And you will, Joe, it's one of these things that you'll never really notice it. But once you've been told about this, you will never be able to unnotice this. Oh, don't ruin it for me then. <laughs> right. So when Ennio Bastanini comes out of the garage to get on the bike, watch the mechanic just before he gets on the bike because he activates the lowering device on the bike and he pushes the bike down. So the yeah. bike is completely flat. So that, that he can is crazy. So that's I saw crazy. that one day. That's crazy. That I was like, man, they, is he's, oh, wow. He's that small that he can't take <laughs> <to go> over. <laughs> Jeez. So, and it was actually uh, the reason that that, that I first saw is that he got his foot caught in the in the Stegosaurus wings. <laughs> I was I like, saw that. Jake, you and your fucking arrow, Jake, you fucker. So yeah, so I keep uh, thinking of like wild E. Coyote and they hit the button and he just flies off. You know? <laughs> that's it. It goes the other way, but um, yeah, I look. I think overall, I think the test was really good. I think. Um, I think we saw as well just on the test. I think we saw the true pace of Acosta. I was actually quite impressed. Again, I was looking at his lap times. All right, he wasn't that fast in the the order of 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 people, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad at all. I, I'll give it to him. You know, he wrote the headlines in in Sepang. Um, he had a lot of test days in Sepang. To be fair, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I think he had like six days of testing. Of course, you're going to be dialed in when, when it is. But I didn't think he did too bad there for for a rookie. Um, but like, there's something then going on with Augusto Fernandez. Like he's at he's at race test rider pace. Oh so, yeah, something. So it's fuck. So something is off there. Um, is there anyone else that really? Pedro is it me? Maybe it's me. Um, like when Martin goes out, he looks like he's going fast. He's doing a hot lap. You could see it. He's jumping on the bike. He's going a little low. All right. Pedro Acosta never seems like he's going that hard or that fast. He always seems but like, you know, but it's not a good thing. He's not going. It looks like he's going the same speed all the time. Like a that's metric. a good thing, right? Because yeah, that means that he's not tearing the shit out of the tires. He's not right. fucking spinning it up out of control. Now, look, he is getting the, he's he is getting the spin on, but he's kind of how would I say controlled aggression? Do you know what I mean? That he's getting the bike to do the work rather than him having to do the work. And you know, if you look at like even Martin Marquez, the way they when Mar the way Marquez used to ride the, the Honda, like he used to physically drag that fucking thing around, right? Yeah. And it looked fast. I mean, it looked like he was busting his hump. But yeah, but people that normally would look like they're going fast aren't really going that fast. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? So it's it's it, it's kind of like I I was I was impressed with him. I I must admit, I thought I thought he did pretty good on the 
the test of Costa. I thought, you know, he was up towards the top 10. I think it was like 12th. Um, so it wasn't a bad showing from him, if I'm honest. And we got to get you a Ducati. <laughs> you got to get me a Ducati. You know, it's, you know all that the, the emissions monsters con- right coming at our door now. Who? The emissions monster. Uh, you know, that's why the R1, they're pushing the R1 out. The emissions. One fucking. You know. I'm, tell, I'm telling you now, if the fucking EPA were to come and take the fucking emissions from the back of my bike, I'd be well fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh I've God, a, yes, yes. I have a BMC straight through rate race filter, and then I have a full titanium Acura race can or manifolds and can on the yeah. R6. So, yeah, she 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 burps flame. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Just at the little blip of the throttle. Yes. Oh yeah. So just a so proper proper bike, proper bike. Yeah. So none of this, uh, uh, none of this um, stupid shit. But yeah, the end of the R1 in Europe uh, is coming. Now it it's it is just for for Europe, and they will be allowed to sell the race bikes, uh, Yamaha R1s and R6s, etc. In and it's Europe, getting replaced by the R an R9. But I, I have to admit, right? I do mend Yamaha on, 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 on saying, okay, if we're not allowed to fucking sell it because of emissions, fine, we fucking won't sell it. Rather than putting a big stupid fart can that's like fucking. <laughs> and know, I think like, it's quite it's twenty pounds. Look, at, look, look at the fart can on the fucking Aprilia. Um, the Aprilia. Look at the fart can on the Suzuki. Right, the GSXR, like the, the Suzuki one was fucking massive, and it was like, fucking oh my god, yes. They, you remember um, that they they have a they have a catalytic converter hidden underneath the motor, and this that's the second muffler on the side of the bike that's still that big. I mean, yeah. they're running through two freaking mufflers already. The when BMW they, has that too. Yeah, but yeah. that had that was on my R6 in 2008 as well. It had a, an, an underbelly muffler. They keep, yeah, they keep getting at, bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, they're they're adding. They, they added the second muffler back in 06, and now they've gotten to the point where what what are you supposed to do? I mean, and, and they weld them on. They don't have it, so you can't get them off. They weld the fucking things on. You can't so you chop it. Yeah, you gotta take the whole thing out. Yeah, take so the, the whole so, thing out. So the dealers here are like, so they run the deal then, like, to, so you buy your bike with a free acro. <laughs> BMW. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, majority of them like to know, or like you get an arrow uh, exhaust on that. Because like mm-hmm. people know, well, things here, like again, Ireland would be would be quite a, a biker biker place. Do you know what I mean? So like how would I say there's no I won't say there's no fanboys, but there's a lot of real bikers out there. You know, yes, they love their brands and this, that, and the other, but they know what they're buying in the way of you know. Very rare you'd meet a fella sitting on the ditch and he has a, a, a brand new Panagale, you know, um, and he doesn't, he's not into bikes in the way that knows what he's talking about. You know, okay, there's some fellas talk shit, but you know, you, you don't get like, I was doing 190 miles an hour on my 600. Like, there's none of that shit. Not those here. We have those a lot of, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't, we wouldn't really have that here. You know what I mean? And yeah. if we did, They'd be well fucking slapped. Um, 
so it's kind of it's kind of good. But look, like I, I think it, I think it's good that Yamaha are saying right. If we can sell it the way we want to sell it, then we won't fucking sell it. Do you but know what I mean? That and the, by the way, the Euro, the Euro bikes are taking up their the people are going over to the Euro bikes because they, like I said, they win all the comparisons for the past sixteen years straight, right? Yeah, the money's the same now too, so it's not like except for the Ducati. Ducati cost a fortune. Right, but the Ducatis are fucking ridiculous. Thirty-six grand euro for a fucking standard. The CBR that RRR is thirty-four. Yeah, but that's an RRR, right? Yeah, Even though we're not apples, apples, you know what I mean? But like, no, but we're not. Like, we're talking. We're talking the standard fucking Ducati, Joe, with nothing. Is 30, 36 30. grand. Now you, you got. He must have saw you coming. He must have greased up because. That was unbelievable, Rob. No, no, Rob. I have I have the price list for I have the price list for them all. Like, I I think they they came close to that here. Not even freaking close. Inflation the, too. I don't know. The you know, I bought, I bought mine. What the, I bought mine the, for the standard. The, the standard V four R, sixty three thousand. I bought yeah. mine for twenty three, and that was a V four S. V four S is thirty six grand grand. Yeah, they they you guys they really see they they hate you. I don't know some of the <laughs> Italians and, and Ireland Ireland you know Irish don't like you. The 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 R one M is twenty eight, which is not bad. Mm, yeah, that's right? not bad. Right, the R one standard is twenty four, so there's only four grand difference in the R between the the standard, the R S V. Is twenty seven. Well, this but mm-hmm. the, the European sales are, are having record sales every year, and the mm. Japanese are having sales drops. So yeah, look, not, I would. It's, say, not that exp- it's not that important to them. They're, they're would, fighting with the, with China for their bread and butter bikes. But I would I, so okay in the town where I live, right? There is a BMW dealer and a Honda dealer, okay. right? And I would have to say, I probably see more Suzukis. <laughs> I don't see any KTM's. I don't see any Ducatis. No. I would see the rare old school Aprilia. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't see. And even then, going to a bike event. So, like, I was at the Northwest last year. Ninety percent somewhere else to get a bike. Ninety <laughs> percent of what I saw at Northwest. Was Honda, Suzuki, Yamaha, and newish ones like you'd have the rare Ducati. You might have an, an odd MV. You would have then kind of like how old is that? Their bikes are from what the two thousands, right? Usually Which though. whatever Honda, Yamaha you're saying, they're not. Doing no, those. no, man, not at the, at the Northwest two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Is someone coming up in a fucking 2000 fucking Honda? No, majority of bikes would be fucking like that's like it's like 150,000 people are at that event. Bikers. Yeah. Well, what's, 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 the, what's the years? What kind of bike year? Oh, they'd be quite new. Majority of be, would be newish. Newish, like, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, like that would pull that event now would pull England. Maybe into France and Germany, across into Northern Ireland, you know. So, um, you would see quite a few touring bikes, uh, obviously due to that. But like a lot of their fellas that would come up or travel from far distances would have the van and then the bike in the back of the van. Do you know what I mean? And then go and ride it around the town. 
Oh, really? Yeah, right. Well, I think they touring bikes. I didn't think they had touring bikes in 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 the Europe. I didn't think like they didn't have. I I think the I thought the Goldwing was more or less an American bike. Yeah, but it, that's not the only type of touring bike, Jake. So you have a pan European Honda. She's eleven hundred. Uh, you have you have a lot of BMWs. They're sports um, tours, Jake. Oh, yeah. yeah like I guess I'm trying to think of. Last yeah, you, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. the states, yeah. Yeah. Here. yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's not like if if, if at one of those events, now if we saw someone with a gold wing, we'd probably laugh at them. Do you know what I mean? What are you fucking doing? Yeah, do you know what I mean? What are you doing driving a fucking caravan for? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, because you see the gold wings with the fucking trailers, and you're like, oh man, will you yeah. fuck up? Yeah, they do that here. So, a gold wing you... with the no, like a gold wing with a trailer. Yeah, yeah, it's very common. Really, didn't that kind of defeat the whole purpose of having a touring bike? <laughs> no, because the bike still leans. Huh? You know, as you said, the bike still leans. You know, <laughs> just the trailer doesn't. I was like, yeah, totally yeah. on the back of it. I was surprised. I rode to the, the Daytona, right? And um, I actually took a, a, a touring scooter, right? Comfortable mm-hmm. as hell. Uh, you could ride over a body. You couldn't tell it was that squishy, you know. Uh, shitty handling, but it was squishy. I get there, and all these people have these bikes, these Harleys, and they're all on on trailers. You know, I'm like, oh, you're such a tour, you know, hardened rider. You toured it. You, you put it behind a pickup truck, for God's sake. You know, mm. that's that quite really common. That's quite common, though, and sensible for the Northwest 200. Because what's what's the first thing that you're going to do after racing finishes? DB, what, what would you? You're going to fucking go ride. I I want to ride the fucking circuit. Yeah, yeah, well, you're, you know, as Casey Stoner once said, you know, your ambition often outweighs your skill set. Or your your ambition outweighs your talent. <laughs> and you end up in the ditch, and then you're fucking walking home from Northern Ireland. Where is <laughs> You know, you have your van, you fuck your crash bike into the back of the van, you know? I got to check Moto America, but with Moto America, but they used to have, the AMA had two races in a day, right? Yeah. Leg one, leg two. Now, between that, that anybody could come up and sign a waiver, and you could jump on the track for about ten laps. That was a blast. You just very fucking stupid, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, that they, fan. It's a fan parade lap, and they got about yeah. a dozen CHP officers out there as well. And you're not. not when I went out there, out. we went out balls to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I had people. I was. I was pissed off because my back hurt. And all of a sudden, I went, ah, and I was like, man, because I was looking forward to doing it. I took a Bergman 650 scooter, weighed 600 pounds because they're all shit on it, and they're heavy to begin with. I was skidding both wheels, going through every single corner. People were patting me on the back when I came in. They're like, I thought you were going to crash into that. There's lines everywhere. And I, I tore the, the, the tires, new tires before I left, gone. Just wore down to the threads, 10 laps. What do you think of that? Yeah. It's it yeah, look. It, it would be a class thing to do, but like that wouldn't happen in fucking BSB or fucking whatever, because there's quite simply like, I don't know if you if you have ever watched B2B or BSB in, in a whole day, yeah. right? But the racing starts at 10 o'clock and it doesn't finish till four o'clock. Do you know what I mean? And there's fucking mm-hmm. races every 40 minutes or whatever, maybe 20 minutes between races. So there's no time to get anyone on track. Do you know what I mean? But some of the tracks in like, if you ever get the chance to ride Mallory Park, lads. That is a fucking race circuit. Or Cadwell. It's a Cadwell. Cadwell. It's one where the mountain is. 
So if you imagine it, you come out of a you come out of a ninety degree right hander, but you come up over a mountain. But when you come up over the mountain, you actually fly. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's so so, better man than me. Yeah, uh, but like there's like there's it's it, it's the width of a main road, as in like one lane main road. Do you know what I mean? It's really really tight. Like, well, say maybe of if a two lane road. But like they're going through corners there, maybe like 160, 170 mile an hour, and there's 20 of them. Do you know what I mean? Then you're like, and then there's the ditch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's the luck to you. But um, and I look, I I I enjoy the BSB because it is road bikes that you can buy with very little um tinkering with. You can get you can do certain things with it and put like fart can and whatever. They get they get some nice trick bits on the suspension too. They do, yeah. But they're like so. For example, if you were to run a um, an R one M, you have to take off all the electronic suspension on it and 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 the rider aid. So it's your like yeah. in the wet. How no those boys control do, no ABS. How, how, how they no run it? Suspension. It's good. It's just, how would you do that? That must be a pain in the ass, though, man. <laughs> Oh that's, man, that, yeah. that, that's called skill. No, no, no. So, I mean, just setting the bike up. I mean, like it's already mm-hmm. on the bike when you pull it out of the showroom. No, no. Nine times out of ten, they can get they can, like you, you can get a Yamaha built. That's not unless you're going into the stock classes. So, like you go to a super stock class, they can use the they can use some of the electronics in it in the super stock class because the bike comes with that. Whereas okay. the super bike class. Um, like so, for example, you can go to GYT or whatever, and you can buy a British Superbike spec Yamaha R1 mm-hmm. for way less than what it would actually cost you to build, you build a bit. Okay, a bit, and you can choose your thing. But they have a really good, simple way of governing things as well. They use a dyno. I thought you were saying it that there's stock class. You have to. You can't run. You know, uh, trash control or anything I'm like shit. It's already. I, I think. I think. I think you you can run a certain amount, but I don't think you can run, say, an advanced amount like they would in World Supers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you you would see like a World Superbike rider coming back to MotoGP or coming back to BSB will struggle for a while, especially with how to control the bike because they're fucking vicious. Like they're absolutely vicious. And to see them, and like this is where this is where I will go with the thing is like the in in BSB the rider is 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 the seventy percent now. Yeah. In the in in the rain the rider is ninety yeah. percent. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like the, that conversation between his head, his wrist, and his arse. That is like a million millisecond by millisecond conversation, right? Um, and I just think that kind of pure racing, then different manufacturers all have their strengths and weaknesses, all in and around the same horsepower and whatever. Like you will see, okay, the 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 Ducati still has a speed in the straight line versus a Kawasaki or whatever it is, but then the Kawasaki would have better cornering and it would fucking catch in because the the tracks are so tight. It just Creates a better racing experience. Yeah, I mean, closer racing, you know. So, it, but it's he hardly has any straights for God's sake. It looks like sometimes. Yeah, but it's it's just kind of funny then when you kind of 
when you go to the roads, you know, and you look at the roads, for instance, right, you don't see a Ducati anywhere on the roads. You see it in the northwest with Glen Irwin last year. Uh-huh. Um, but like you go to the, the Isle of Man, no Ducati. Mm. You know, it was anything could win there. Anything. Honda could win there, the fucking BMW, Suzuki I think, even. I think uh Honda showed up with an RSV f- or or with a RSV uh bike and I think uh I think someone showed up with, with a Ducati Moto GP bike at one of the events too, but they um their time sucked. That they're it's not fast <laughs> yeah. around the mountain. Yeah, Rutter Rutter, Michael Rutter used to run um and and uh Michael Rutter used to run the RCV and so did uh he is a New Zealand guy. Uh, I can see his name. He, oh. he has a beard and whatever. I can't remember his name. An- Anst- Bruce Anstein. Or... Bruce Hang yeah. on there. And he used to ride at RCV. 13 grand a lap is what it cost. Oh, man. Oh, I was going to buy the Honda RCV 213V the replica. Yeah. And then it went from, it was supposed to be $45,000. Then it went from $45,000 to like, 80,000, right? But that was the 100 horsepower motor. Then to go to 120 horsepower or 180 horsepower, it was another, it ended up being like $180,000. Yeah, you had, it was 120,000 once you got the kid on it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, you guys choking me. And it didn't, they say it didn't handle that Yeah. It it wasn't even faster than the super bike, but the collector's piece. But but now Google to try and buy one. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. It was a collector's That's piece, the best 120 yeah. grand you would ever spend in your life. Do you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things because you can't get them any. Well, you can. There's actually a place in the world that still spend or sells them a Paget's Honda in the UK. Yeah. There's still one or two that he has that are unregistered. I'll, I'll in the <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then obviously he has the Yamaha YZR, YZR 500 as well, there, which is. A piece of automotive art, but if you ever have a look at Paget's Honda, his workshop, you just walk around and there's there's bikes just thrown in the corner, just lent up there like it's like fucking half a million worth, like an RCV just thrown in the corner. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like grand, uh, <laughs> but definitely definitely worth going there. Um, yeah. So I suppose who is the winner? Sprint racing in Qatar and main race. We'll oh, end man. on this bombshell. Martin. Oh, damn it, you took it. I was going to say Martin. Yep. Martin for both. CB. Uh, um, I go. I go both. I want to say uh, Jen Antonio, but no, Martin. He's for, no. I'll say I'll say Martin and and, and Pecco. You know, mm. for the, okay. the main race. I'm writing these down too, lads. Oh damn you! Yeah, I'm gonna go Martin for both. Okay, what are you saying, Jake? I'm saying Martin for the sprint and Pecco for the main. Okay. <laughs> okay. What did I do now? Oh, you you took my choices. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I just don't want to copy you. I really should stick to my guns and and pick. Uh, I should pick Marquez. I was going to say, you can go Marquez, man. It's not, you know, too yeah, far out there. I, I already made it, so. Nah, can I change it? 
No, because I've it written down. <laughs> right. I'll go with the next race. I should really stick to my guns, but anyhow. Fucking traitor. <laughs> I just think, you know, it just didn't hit me. It just didn't come to my head. Christ, I'm the first one to have the Marquez shirt. You loser. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the wrong that. color. You can make a woman prison with a carton of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Rick S. Uh, I, I predict uh, Ducati one two three, um, both 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 races. Uh, Which one? Yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be Martin Mart, Martin for the sprint and Bagnaya in, in, in the okay. in the main. Man, he not going Marquez. Oh, I can't. I I don't. I really don't think Marquez is is getting on it as well as he would like. I I think he's gonna be back closer to tenth, honestly. Um, Oof, that's rough. Yeah. Hey, let's, hey, hey, let's have a side one. Let's say this put uh, another prediction. Let's have a where's Marquez gonna finish? Okay, I'll take eighth. I'll I'll take fifth, fifth or fourth. I want to say fourth. Mm. Are you fifth or are you fourth? No, I'm fourth. fourth. I go fifth. I go fifth. Okay, fifth. I'm gonna say crash. Oh man! And we're talking main race here, yeah? Yeah. Or sprint? Okay. Which one? Main race? Okay. Main, I ain't yeah. going. I I ain't going to say. I'm going to say Binder and Digi. Whoa! Mm. We got way out there. Well, look, I could, I could, I, I could be like sheep and follow year ones. <laughs> or hey, I you can... said that about you said you said that about. Uh... Ray in the superbike race too. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Yeah. So yeah, I you, just fucking jinxed them, haven't I? Jinxed yes, the shit I, out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, so and you, probably you only, Marquez would win now because I thought he's going to crash. So you, you only take those long shots when you get the odds, Mac. This, this is this is this is straight odds. One pick, man. Yeah, but I don't want to be the same as everyone else. Uh, the other thing, actually, I must say to Brent. Brent, what's Brent Jenkins? Brett, not Brent, Brett Jenkins, did email me some amazing pictures from Phillip Island this weekend. Uh, and obviously, uh, we all remember the Go Show passed away. Uh, but they had a, a stand there with some of his bikes. So the Yamaha, the Kawasaki, uh, I think a Honda as well. Some really, really nice pictures. So thank you very much. So I really appreciate it. But it was actually class to see it. Um, and I love like I, I love some of the old the old school world super bikes. Do you know what I mean? How big and blocky they fucking were. Oh, those those, those, yeah. yeah. The C B seven fifties and then Yeah, yeah, like the Ninja seven fifty. Wow, and the original the original R one, I think it is. Yeah, why is it F R one? So so some brilliant, beautiful machines. So thanks, Brett, for sending those on. It's class. I'll share them with the, the lads there later. Uh, but on that bombshell, a two-hour podcast, which has been amazing, lads. Uh, thank you so much. And um, we'll definitely try and arrange it again some sometime, maybe the week after the the first race. Um, the first race, lads. It only clicked with me. The first race is on in two weeks' time, and I'm actually away. Um in oh, shit. Wolverhampton with my young fella, so I'll be there for Friday, um, but Saturday and Sunday the videos will be late after the race. Um, uh, yes, making memories always trumps everything else, doesn't it? 
Um, so yeah, but look, we will definitely do a, another podcast soon. The four of us, um, and we'll do something maybe after the first race once we can have a laugh. And you know, I'll celebrate, you know, Binder and Digi winning the race, Marquez crashing, and I'll just be like, I should do the fucking lotto this week. Anyway, on that bombshell, we'll head away. Thank you very much, everyone. Take care, folks. <laughs>